these verses from Matthew 22, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In the name of Jesus, who alone seeks and saves the lost, my dear brothers and sisters in Jesus. Why is it a testing of Jesus for the expert in the law to ask God about the commandments when he is an expert in the law? We call them lawyers. In what way were the Pharisees trying to catch Jesus or trap him? It has nothing to do with the law. These self-set-apart righteous ones, the Pharisees, had concluded that Jesus wanted to throw out, that Jesus wanted to get rid of the hard requirements of Moses. Although Jesus himself had said in the Sermon on the Mount, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. But then Jesus explained the law and the prophets in such a way that they were all silenced before God. The Pharisees could so easily see the sin in others who were murderers and violent. But Jesus said that the man was in danger of fire in hell who lost his cool with his neighbor, calling the neighbor a fool or something worse. Now, for the Pharisees, that was getting a little personal. See, the good people, the law-abiding, the synagogue attending, shook their heads when they saw prostitutes in the street. But Jesus told the crowds, that lust in your heart, in your eyes, damns you just as much as abandoning all morality and living like a wild animal. And for the Pharisees, this was way too much. There was a clear difference between the two, they thought. So after this lesson, when no one dares to ask Jesus any more questions, I think that's funny, Jesus now lets the hammer fall on him. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, hypocrites, white-washed tombs, so clean on the outside, so full of bones on the inside. Jesus said that. You You close up the kingdom of God to others, and you don't enter yourselves. Now, earlier in the gospel we heard Jesus tell these same people that the kingdom of God was taken by violence. It's overrun by prostitutes. The kingdom of heaven is overrun by thieving tax people because Jesus came for just such people. Rotten, horrible, disgusting sinners. Those who are not right with God. The healthy don't need a doctor. 
but the sick do. This is the reason they came testing Jesus that day. Because in their view, Jesus clearly did not understand the law at all. For them, and I fear too often for you and also for me, the law comforts us. Yeah, showing us ways that one group of people can outperform another group and so gain a smile from God. To save the Pharisees and you and me, in return, Jesus spoke of a right standing before the Father which goes beyond washing the outside of the cup and painting the outside of the grave. He spoke of making the tree good first, then watching good fruit be produced. He told the crowds to do all the things the Pharisees demanded as far as keeping the law, but he added, just don't act the way they act. Do good, but pursue mercy. As the Lord in the Old Testament said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but you sinners. Jesus truly knew the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. For those who are such cheerleaders for the law of Moses, these words were meant to cut to the heart. It is one thing to live a life that is outwardly better than murderers and streetwalkers and whores and thieves. It's another thing entirely to make every thought, every word, every deed, every impulse that you have an act of love towards your maker and then to go about your life not on your own selfish deeds or ends but for the good of the person even sitting next to you today. My dear fellow disciples of Jesus, thank God for your baptism and today that the likes of you and me again receive even the body and blood of our very Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. Because if the law of God was first and last, the last word on us in our lives, we would only be silenced before God, guilty, and we'd be condemned. But that is not the purpose for which Jesus came. He came, the angel told Mary, to save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus means. God saves. We are his people who now bear his name in our baptism, for you are baptized into Jesus we are his people now. We bear his name. Who are my mother and brothers and sisters? Jesus says, those who hear the word of God and keep it. He says, take, eat, take, drink. This is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Yes, we are his people. He calls us so. That's a good thing, too. For our standing before God was based upon if it was based upon our performance, we would be sunk with all the Sadducees and the Pharisees that Jesus silenced who dared ask no more questions.
my brothers and sisters, pay attention to the small catechism when it tells the head of households to teach in a simple way the commandments of God and their meanings and to talk about them. Don't fall for the idea that your pastor can somehow or another substitute and make up for a lifetime of ignoring the law of God. Your pastor can never do that. And what are we saying to the Lord's command that we love him with our whole heart and with our soul and with our mind when you say, well, you know, I'm pretty busy. Got a lot of work to do. Got bills to pay. The game's on at noon today. Now let somebody else worry about teaching me and my family the law of God. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Jesus warned the crowd in the Sermon on the Mount, unless your righteousness goes beyond that of Pharisees, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus does not call on his disciples to be less serious about the law. Instead, he wants us to be familiar with God's demands, that we admit that we are not right with God, and we call upon him for kindness that we do not deserve. No Pharisee knows the law like that. Because they would not admit that Jesus was David's Lord. He was come in the flesh. They only knew the Old Testament that the Messiah, the Anointed One, would come from David's line. But they refused to listen to the psalm that taught that the son of David would also be David's Lord. And refusing to talk to Jesus any more about this, they lost their last hope of being rescued. You know, the Sunday before the story in our gospel lesson today, not last Sunday, but back then, Jesus was entering into Jerusalem riding lowly on a donkey in Matthew 21. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They confessed that Jesus was David's son and David's Lord. The very thing the Pharisees would not allow. They could not allow that the Lord of all, the maker of heaven and earth, could be there in such a man with no power, no army, no bright lights, only with children shouting out to him, Hosanna to the son of David. While the Sadducees and the teachers of the law clucked and shook their heads. So this morning, let's join the children of Jerusalem as we together sing the song of David. Hosanna, save us now. That's what that means. Hosanna, save us. Highest praise to you, the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And as we anticipate receiving his holy supper, let's leave the unbelieving Sadducees, the tricky teachers of the law, and the self-satisfied Pharisees behind, wagging their heads in disbelief. Let us take out our bags of sin that we've been suffering fully through and give them to the Lord Jesus to save us. Can the Lord of all come to us in such a lowly building, through such lowly elements, among us such lowly people? Ask David's son and Lord, the Lord of Palm Sunday. Does the law of God bounce off the walls in your home, your head, your mouth, your heart? As much as it does, you are doing good and pleasing God. These are true good works. In whatever way God's law is left ignored, repent, for the kingdom of heaven draws near even this very morning.
when the Lord comes to us in lowly gifts of bread and wine, his very body, his very blood. Do you live your life for your neighbor or only for your own selfish needs? Repent. Whatever way you've been seeking your own petty desires rather than the kingdom of God, turn from that now before the day of God's wrath comes, the end of the world, which is going to consume the gross sinner along with the hypocritical Christian with the fire of destruction. Ask the Lord, the son of David, for forgiveness this day. Rise apart from your sins and live in such a way that your neighbor is the same reason to you as you are to yourself. Teach yourself, your children, anyone in your care, the commandments of God. Hold nothing back. Take them full blast with all the demands on your heart and your mind and your soul. And if you have nothing left to learn from God's word, nothing left to ask of Jesus, then get yourself ready for a lot of pain and suffering in hell. For the kingdom of heaven will be revealed soon and every eye will see him. But if you have nothing going on that God can see to separate from you those who deserve wrath, then come again to the son of David, David's Lord, for forgiveness. Forget all the ways that people in this world disappoint you and confess yourself to be a thorough disappointment to your God. You see, we love God no better than when we admit that we have tried to abolish the law and the prophets, God, our neighbor. But then pray for him that is your savior for grace. Pray to him for love and kindness that you don't deserve. For the sake of his son, you get it. And then pardoned by him, we can finally be some used to people around us who have to put up with us. Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the God of peace make you perfect in every way. May he keep your mind, your body, and life sound and without default until our God Jesus Christ comes again. You can depend on him who calls you. He will do it. The grace of our God and Savior Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.